a very, very busy man, and he's no stranger to gold medal and the taste of it, Eric Murray. G'day, Eric. Hello, Eric. Wow, man, what a day. Oh. What a day. Can you describe for us, I mean, you must have loved seeing your good mate and, of course, your your partner for so long winning that gold, what that meant to you. Oh, I was super proud because, you know, Hamish has gone away. He jumped on the bike and, and then he went back and, and, you know, he went into an eight that didn't qualify and, you know, he was basically like, well, maybe, you know, should should we even bother? You know, they've had their backs up against them. They've had to go to Switzerland to try and qualify into COVID hotspots to come back, spend two weeks in MIQ, no training, and then put it all together. What an, what an amazing result to be able to do that. Mm. Can you also shed some light for us that have never done it, will never do it? Can you just go through the start of the race, the finish of the race, oh. the medal ceremony, and, and the emotions thereof? Yeah, so when you're like when you're at the the start of the race is the absolute worst part, right? The anxiety, the pressure, like sitting there waiting, right? You're waiting for that start to happen, yeah. and so then you're just going, "Oh my God, it's about to go!" And then once the buzzer goes, you just rip into like what you've been doing and training, all the racing you've done against your mates and everything else, and so you're just going as hard as you can right down that course, and you're right on the maximum limit. You know, you you try and pluck out any additional amount of effort that you've been able to muster that you've done before. And honestly, crossing that line, the first emotion is relief. And like, if you see some of the pictures of those boys where they, mm. where they go across the line, they've got a couple, you know, couple absolutely celebrating, and then you've got a couple of boys with like yeah. a, blank, a blank on their face <laughs> going, oh, my God, did we just do that? Because what you've got to realise is that nobody picked us to win that eight going in. Mm. Nobody, like after yesterday, I thought, you know what, we could win a medal here. So I had a bit of belief that we were in a position to make that medal, but not win. You know, I was hoping, man. I was like, I'll be the first person to jump up and down and scream it. And I think everyone else did. But, you know, they've come from nowhere to be able to do that. And, you know, to watch Emma Twig row away from the field mm-hmm. after everything that she's been through, you know, fourth Olympic Games, two fourth places, man. Like, I shit out of anyone, when you talk about it in sport, you never really say people deserve a medal, she deserved it. And she, but she didn't, you know, she went out there, she absolutely nailed it. And, and to be fair, she rode away from the field. Like, mm, yeah. Hamish and I never rode away from the field like that. We had a good gap, but she kept going. Mm. And, um, you know, to get that monkey off her back, woman's eight, you know, to come away with that silver, I think they might be a little bit disappointed, but at the end of the day, Silver medal at the Olympic Games, and no one will ever take that away from you. Amazing, yeah. What insight! So, what happens when you're, you know, obviously you've got your back to the finish line. You would have an idea of how far you've gone through, but can you see where you are in relation to the other boats? Uh, in a big boat, you're not. You're focused on the timing of the person in front of you, and of course. There was a little bit of separation between us and, and the Great British, and we ultimately had the Germans. So you'll know that you're in a position to win a medal, but you're not looking around. You are focused on the head in front of you just to stack in as much power behind those blades as you can. Um, you know, when you're in a small boat like Emma, you'd see her looking around from side to side, but, mm. you know, Sam Bosworth, the coxswain in there, he's the one driving them along. He's the one feeding information, saying, we're in front, we're on certain rating, let's push, let's move, let's go. Um, and so that's why not only are there the nine people in the eight, you know, but there's the whole team of people behind them that have got them to that point. And, you know, I'm super proud of our rowing team. I think, you know, what an amazing job today. Totally. A couple of quick things. We'll let you go. And, again, sincere thanks, Eric, because Thank we know no, that no you're, problem, you're, you're very much in demand, but you get that when you're a double gold medalist. <laughs> um, Eric, what is it like? I see when I look at these athletes on the anthem and the flag going up, 
and the that new beautiful New Zealand anthem playing. What what went through your head first? Oh, you just choke up because you know that everybody back in New Zealand is watching that moment, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like it's, you're proud to be a New Zealander. You're you're proud of your family, your friends, your supporters, like everybody that's had their little piece in in the puzzle to get you to that Olympic Games, to get you onto that dice, you know, it's all for them, you know, and and it's a really special moment. And, you know, we saw that with the emotion of of all the girls and all the boys that were up there today that it it is such an amazing feeling, you know, to see Emma choke up because, you know, it's been such a long time coming for her that she's, she's been so close yet so far and now to really be able to nail that. Um, one of the best feelings that you'll ever get, and even now, you know, we, we stand there and we hear the anthem when it's we play it at the rugby or mm. at the football, cricket, you know, and then when our Olympics comes on, it means just so much more that New Zealand, you know, New Zealand is the best in the Olympiad at that sport, and that's what really makes it count. Amazing. And last thing, is it New Zealand's greatest day at the Olympics in rowing, gold, silver, gold within an hour? Uh, I think it is. Um, I have to go back and do my research now. You know, we won four gold medals in an hour back in 2005 at the World Championships um, in Japan. So it's sort of fitting that we're back in Japan and we're, we're producing some medals uh, like we did back then. But you know, we've had some amazing um, we've had some amazing results over time. You know, two golds in London when when Mahe backed up our gold, and um, you know, we we look at it in sport and we love seeing that. And we're not finished. You know, we've got a ten, we've got tennis on tonight. Um, we've got yeah. a couple of other events where people are going for medals. So we, let's let's hope we're not done for the day. You know, quit, everyone. You don't need to be at work anymore. Go home, <laughs> sit in front of the TV, have a couple of beers. You know, and watch it because you know this is what the Olympics are about. We've managed to navigate through the COVID, the protocols. Rowing's been the first one to finish. So you know, we're getting down to halfway through these games and. There's just plenty more to come at the same time. So, Eric, um, you've won world championships and Olympic gold medals, which I know they're obviously very uh, important to you, but do you hold one or the other oh, above the other? You trade you trade 100 world championships for one Olympic gold. Lovely. Yeah, and, and to be fair, like, you know, even being an Olympic... Cha- like, being, being, being an Olympic medalist does rank right up there with being a world champion because... It's, it's all about the opportunity, right? You know, one, one every four years. Mm. And when you're trying to be at the peak of your game, you've either got to peak once every four years or you've got to stay at your peak for a certain period of time. So that's why we only see sometimes people going to one Olympics, two maybe. You know, if you can go to more than that, three or four, you've had to stay at that level for so long, you know. And if you do love the sport and you just love doing what you're doing, that is easy to be able to do. But at the same time, man, um, yeah, Olympic Games, we've seen some brutal elements of it, you know, mm. where people haven't quite got what they wanted and people, you know, falling at the final hurdle. And that's that's the nature of sport. And I said it was the last thing before. I'm just <laughs> loving chatting with you. And so is James. It's just such a great insight. <laughs> Love it. You, you know, guys of your calibre, girls, women uh, that compete at this level, highly disciplined, highly motivated, highly disciplined and, and highly sacrificial. But it, tonight, right, do, I'll, do, I'll stop. I'll stop you there. One of the things that I, I'm a big advocate of is it's not a sacrifice, right? Yeah. We love what we're doing. Great. So yes, we, we have opportunity costs, which means okay, we miss this and you might miss someone's wedding or you can't go out. You don't have public holidays. Yeah, fine. Okay, but that's an opportunity cost. You know, you guys been on the radio. You can't go play golf. You know, mm. you can't go and, and play. T- or, you know, whatever you want to do. So whatever you do, there is an opportunity cost. Um, I really feel like that sacrifice. Now, nah, like. 
most athletes, they love what they're doing. And if you go out there and do it, yeah. That's brilliant. Good I love point. that. And and will they celebrate tonight? Will they go hard tonight now? <laughs> do they? Because rowers are oh, renowned, yeah. mate. I've known a few of you. You go nuts. <laughs> oh, no, because you're not allowed. I, I think within a day, maybe two days, um, our team's on the plane. They're coming home. You know. Right. So oh, yeah. This, this is the other part too. You know, which is so different is that um, we're not going to get to celebrate them coming off the plane. You know, we mm. we've got to wait for them to come through the MIQ process. So. You know, we're still sort of two and a half weeks or more away from celebrating not only our medalists that we've currently got, um, but a whole group of medalists that are, well, we should come, you know, going forward. So, you know, it is different, but if we keep that ball rolling, um, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to see Bondi, a few of the other guys mm. we're mates with, and, and no doubt celebrate, and yeah, right. it's going to be awesome. Eric, it has been brilliant talking to you and getting your wealth of wisdom on it. Thank you for your time, mate. You're a beautiful man. All right, thanks, boys. Eric Murray, double gold medalist.